Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.TPVRadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. This is ARB. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Lee Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, music of the spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturday for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. Good afternoon, Sunny SoCal. This is J.O. coming to you. Take over your station to give you some gems that the execs just won't give any play. play. So, uh, check them out. Okay. See that? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come on. I guess I'm just a misfit, huh? Why they 
Time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, are you ready, ready to walk? Let's go! What's good, family? This is your boy, the psalmist voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the psalmist voice radio network. Walk with us, family. Let's go!
or one of those days. See, it's just crazy. See, they they have yeah, blizzards and all that stuff. Uh, I I've no, never no, seen no. blizzards up in uh, New Jersey, New York. They having a hard time this year, and usually uh, they're prepared uh. for that stuff. But it's been one of those mild winters for the last couple of years, and they've been doing budget cuts, so you can't stop the road right and all that stuff. But you know how that go. But anyway, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out. So I gotta give a shout out to my first lady, Shanice Amen. Nelson. Love yeah. you, baby. And also to my <laughs> kiddos, CJ, Tajani. Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanae, I love you all two pieces. And of course, I can't forget my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. Without yes. him, y'all, for real, for real, this ain't no cliche. This is a fact. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. Just say, mm-hmm. love you, love you, love you, love you. But family, I'm excited today. We got a lot going on, and I'm excited for 2021. We got Amen. coming up. We got yes. the first annual Woman with Pearls, and of course, we have one of our keynote speakers already here, Pastor Jean Homer. She begins. A lot of a lot of uh, keynote speaker events lately, because she's gonna, not only gonna be on the one with pearls, but she's also gonna be on war games. So y'all gotta watch out, cause Pastor Jean, it's her season. Y'all better watch out, cause she's coming for you. Just saying. But anyway, <laughs> they ain't ready. They they ain't ready. Amen. 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 But anywho, Pastor Gene, do you have any shout outs you like to give before we keep going? Oh always, always to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, for without him none of us would be here today as you indicated, Pastor. It's been a year of years, Lord God, and it's nothing but the grace and mercy of God that we're here today. So I'm just praising him. I thank him for all that he is and all that he continues to be in my life. I thank him for my family, my husband, my children, my great, my great grandchildren and my spiritual children. I'm just elated today because of who he is to me. I'm I'm grateful for his keeping power. I'm grateful for this ministry because he would have known that God had a ram in the bush in the in the beginning of 2020 when all of this stuff started rising up. God already had a plan for this ministry, and I'm just so grateful that he brought it to my attention and has allowed me to be part of it so that the word can continue to get out there. Amen? Amen. So that's it today, Yes. I'm, man, I'm excited. Regardless of what goes on, you know, because I was about to just go ham with this whole system, right? But see, I had to understand something, that God has something bigger. And you know when you're about to bring a word, there's always going to be some nonsense in its weight. So you got to be ready and understand that God has something big, and you know the devil's right around the corner to try to throw you off. Just saying. But we also, we got the other half of the brother and sister duo, Brother John presents 
with Pastor Gene Homer. I had a good time yesterday getting it in on Brother Don Presents in, um, in Pastor Gene's stand. So I was happy and excited, and we went all in. We was about to go overtime. Yeah, but, you know, I, I had to calm down a little bit. But, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Brother Don is in the building. What's good? What's good, radio family? You know, that was a good word you said just a minute ago because, you know, we gotta. We talked about it yesterday. Steadfast. We got to stay. We got to tow the rope. I'm just excited to be here with you, brother, and just see what God is doing and what he's going to say today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I already know that your temperatures is not too, you know, not too far from ours, so I'm quite sure you in the 70s today because you're close to the Gulf Coast. But we in the 65s, and it's sunny, and it's a nice little wind, so it's nice weather. But I'm not going to hold that back from you, Brother Don, because I'm quite sure there's some people out there in the Gulf Coast that are listening. So, Brother Don, how is it in your neck of the woods? Well, Pastor, we are still cold. And when I say cold, I mean it's 63 degrees. With a real fill of 61. And family, that's cold for us. <laughs> We've got overcast days, been raining on and off, and it's, so it's got that damp, still cold. And we're not accustomed to this. You know, we like it upwards around 80, but today is a typical December day, right before Christmas, at 63 degrees. Amen? Amen. Well, this is the first time in a long time that we got Brother Don and the Mississippi Coast beat because we're never hotter than y'all. Just saying. Anyway, let me stop. Anyway. <laughs> but I'm excited, y'all. Uh, Brother Don, do you have any shout-outs before we go hand the seat today? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. First and foremost, I got to give a shout-out, as always, to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I got to give a shout-out to my awesome wife. I just thank God for her. Uh, she's really been a blessing to me in, in, in this time in my life, and I'm just thanking God for her. TPV Ministries, I always got to give a shout-out to them and the awesome things that they're doing in the Lord and along the airwaves and just bringing the truth. You know, that's, that's, that's very rarely taught and spoke about today, but TPV ministry always brings the truth, and I just thank God for that. You got to thank God for my kids, grandkids, um, love you all, and I want to give a shout-out to KBRG, Bishop Horn out there, and them guys doing their thing each and every day. So that's it for me, Solace. I'm ready. Amen. Well, family, we're going to get this party started. Started so you know what time it is. Hmm. Right? But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready?
Radio family, are you ready to walk? Well, I'm ready to walk. And if y'all don't hear what's going on in my background, I'm quite sure thunder and lightning. Are you ready to walk? Yes, sir. I'm ready. Let's go. Amen. Let's yes, get it. Let's go. Of course, we're going to lay the atmosphere. Of course, it's almost Christmas. We'll play one song to dedicate that. And also, we got next, we got a throwback. Bishop George Seawright and Royal Priesthood. Amazing. We got a lot more stuff. But, of course, family, we're going to eat. What's my lane in this season going into 2020? Your anointing is for you. You are listening to the hottest, most controversial, off the meat rack, Christian radio show in the land. It's the Thomas Voice Reloaded. And when we come back, thunder and lightning, the Thomas Voice, we're going to get it in. So get your notepads, get your Bibles. It's about to go down. We'll be right back after this. Don't you dare move a muscle. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio. Oh, 
Welcome to Dreamer, the founder, the director, the pastor, the preacher, the Reverend George C. Wright and Royal Priesthood. Let's have church.
Comer in the building. And here we go, the TPD icebreaker for today's hot topic. What's my lane? Your anointing is for you. Part two of this series. And here we go. Spiritual blind spots make you look in the mirror and exactly what is going on around you. The good news is that we have the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us to help us expose those blind spots. Now, the Bible talks about the spiritual blindness and how it affects our souls and those around us. None of us are perfect. We, If we believe we are perfect, we are lying to ourselves. So, we are walking in spiritual darkness because the enemy has blinded us. But Jesus chose to cleanse us from our sin and die from every imperfection, including our blind spot. So, how to stay in God's lane by checking your spiritual blind spots? Well, one thing I've learned is that when I started driving... I had to check my blind spot. So, you physically must turn your head away from the car to the other side of the car before going into the other lane. Now, the reason there is a spot where cars can change lanes that you can't see in the mirror. Too often, we focus on growing in faith in the obvious, but what about less obvious corners of our life. Are you watching out for your blind spot? And that was the TTV icebreaker for today's hot topic. What's my lane? Is your anointing for you? Here we go. Brother Don, Pastor G in the building, and your boy, the Psalmist Voice. So, we started off last week starting a whole bunch of trouble and, and started a whole bunch of fires. We talked about the, the, the offices. We talked about the emphasis of the offices. And we talked about why the offices came to be. Now, there's a lot of mandates and doctrines. Yeah, I said it already, starting trouble. So we think certain positions are higher than others, and we think, that we have all these different calls and purposes. But the one note that Jesus wanted for all of his offices was to what? Build the saints. That's the main mandate. I don't care what your title is. That is the main mandate. But as we see, not all, but some of us are not doing what the word said. Ephesians 4 and 11. That is the key scripture. And I'm going to go ahead real quick, y'all, and uh, give you that scripture in a few seconds. Here we go. So we understand, of course, the office. We talked about this last week, and we talked about how they came to be. And of course, as we like to do, we like to make up our own stuff. So here we go. So 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, start some trouble here. So let me see. He got 11. Now, here it is. And I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. So here we go. Now, and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles and some with grace to be prophets and some with grace to be evangelists and some with grace to be pastors and some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to what? Nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Let me back that up. Wait, wait. Brother Don, uh, Pastor Gene, wait a minute. Uh, when we went in our ministries, right, I, I didn't hear this part. I didn't hear this part with the fact of do their own works of ministry. Now, this is what's messing people up because we go into the house, again, not trying to be disrespectful, but here's the truth here. We go to the houses, some, not all, we have our own vision. We have our own, what God said to us as leaders. We have our own Sunday and our own rhema word from God. And for some of us, it seems as though we're the only one getting the message. But here it says in clear black and white, and there calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do, this will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Now, uh-oh, I think we've built up the body of Christ, but we've built up our own castles, I'm, I'm sorry, our own synagogues, uh, churches. We got three churches in eight locations and all this craziness, and, and we're supposed to be building the body. Now, some ministers will take this and say, yeah, we're supposed to build churches, but that's not what the word says. It says we're supposed to build the body of Christ. That's why they don't know their lanes. That's why they don't know their anointing. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to backtrack, backtrack this thing and see exactly why, and then we're going to go into part two. So I'm going to get your take, Brother Don and Pastor Gene. We go with you, Pastor Gene, and then we're going to go to Brother Don. What's the problem? What happened? I thought that in verse 12 of Ephesians chapter 4, we're supposed to Nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So what happens? Where did we lose our visions as the called offices that are in Nick's text? We're too busy building kingdoms. Then we're not building saints. What's the problem, Pastor Dream? You have the floor. Amen. Uh, brother, I'm um, 
in a, a situation right now if my brother could go first and then I could follow him if that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Brother Die, you have the floor. Amen. Amen. Wow. You know, and that's the play. And when you ministered, when you said that earlier, Psalmist, I don't, that just ministered to me so hard about the blind spot. And it made me realize that, you know, a lot of it has to come from being ungrateful for what God is doing. And I just had to call it like it is, you know, because everybody can't have the same ministry or it would look the same. That's why it's called the body of Christ, because we all jointly connected together with our different gifts and callings to make something unique and awesome in the kingdom of heaven here on earth. You know, and I think where people have gotten caught up is they've gotten caught up in the me thing, the my thing, you know, and and it's not about that. It's about the body thing. It's about Jesus. And as soon as we take our focus off of Jesus and we put it on something else other than him, then it gets all backwards and messed up. And I think what happened, what has to happen in this, the time that we're in now in history is most, the most unique where people actually have a chance to just stop, stand still, back up, and look and see where they're at. But I don't see it. You know, I went to the grocery store a little bit earlier, and, and people were just pouring out of of, of church, uh, you know, in the church, they come to the store, and they were just happy to be in church. But what are you doing? I mean, I, the same suit, same dresses, same hats. Is last year. Nothing's changed. Everybody just feel like it's their duty to get back to church when, you know, Christ is saying something totally different in this time and hour. And I think where people get messed up and, and what really ministered to me, this was the only way you want to get out of your lane is if you don't like how things are going in your lane and you want to switch lanes. Uh-oh. Because if you stay fast in your lane, you ain't got to worry about those blind spots. You ain't got to worry about those right. things that look to trip you up. See, and I think that that's what people have, and this is an important message that you're putting out, is your lane may not always look like the next lane, but stay in your lane because that's the lane God has you in. Mm. You know, I may not like how it's going now. But if I stay in that lane, God knows exactly what I need, when I'm going to need it. And 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 and, and here's another one, Psalmist. If I get out of my lane, I may miss my miss my exit to where God wants to take me. Now I got to go all the way down, turn around, come back. Now, how many of us have been there before? <laughs> mm-hmm. Me, I have. <laughs> we missed our exit. God's saying, "Get off of here." But we're so steady trying to get to where someone else is going. We're trying to follow in somebody else's anointing. And we switch lanes and keep going and miss God altogether. And he's saying, I wanted you to get off 10 miles back. That's right. You know, so it's a time. I think, you know, what we need to do, and and as leaders, we really have to do some soul searching to see what what we're going on, what we're going into. And, And the end of the year, 2021, this is perfect time. How do we want to approach 2021? Are we just going to have a, a, a residue left over from 2020? 
or are we going to step into the new thing God is doing for 2021? Because we got to do something somewhere. We can't even continue to try to survive like this. You know, it's it's really crazy when you think about it. You know, here we are on life support, and and we want to get up and and run a marathon. It's not going to happen. We got to do something different now going forward than we did that we didn't do this year. And I think that's staying in our lane, recognizing where you're calling and anointing is for the body of Christ. You know, everybody's not going to preach in the pulpit. The pulpit wasn't meant for everybody, but everybody's meant to preach. I don't know if y'all got that, family, but I'll say it again. The pulpit isn't meant for everybody, but everybody was meant to preach. You don't have to have degrees on the wall. You don't have to have seminary schools behind you to preach the word of God. See, we've complicated it. Preaching is nothing more than sharing what God has given you. And we need more people in the marketplace than we do the pulpit right now anyway. We need way more people out in the marketplace than we do the pulpit. You know, that's where the real ministry is. You know, we see Jesus was in the synagogue a few times, but the majority of his ministry was in his lane in the marketplace, in the streets. So we're going to have to assess really where we are at, family, going into 2021 to know that the anointing and the lane that we're in is God-given. And we've got to be steadfast and, 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 and rejoice in that fact. It may not, traffic may not be going as fast as you want right now, but it's going to pick up. It's going to pick up. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor G, your thoughts. Amen. Amen. You know, brother, the, the, you know how they say the truth will set you free? I don't know about you all, but I'm ready for a good old dose of let's get set free. Amen. Hello. You know, if we're if we're if we're if we're doing the same old thing, expecting something different, I think somebody defined that as foolish. Amen. And and I mean, you know, I'm coming from the perspective of let's find out where we really are. So we can do, go on and, and be about our father's business. So this might sound a little hard to some people, but, you know, my aim is for us to, to, to come into unity as the body of Christ and be obedient and be about our father's business. Amen? You know, the Amen. Lord gave us a word uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, my people don't know the difference between being childish and being childlike. So Uh-oh. a lot of we have people that have stepped into their calling, uh, Pastor Chris, when they were still childish. Yes. But God didn't call us to be childish. He called us to be what? Childlike. Amen? Mm. Amen. Sometimes we don't know the difference. We don't mm. know the difference. Childishness means I want it my way, when I want it, how I want it, and if you can't give it to me my way, then I have no use for you. It's very selfish, mm. amen? I'm called, amen. I'm anointed, and I'm the one, so you got to live. That's childish, amen? Childlike amen. is when we are matured in the things of God to the point that we know we can't do nothing without him. We know it's because of him that we're even able to move and have our being and have good sense. We have a reverence mm. for the Lord. 
Amen. Amen. So I think that, that, that during this season, it's a place for the body of Christ to mature, Thomas. It's a place where mm. God is saying, you know, sit still for a minute. Let me show you something. What you have been doing is not going to be effective for where I want to take you. Amen. And so we, we have to come together and understand, have we really, really been equipping the, the saints? Are they equipped? Mm. Were we equipped? Were mm. leadership equipped for what we had to deal with, with this year? The truth, again, will set us free. And who doesn't mm. want to be set free? Who wants to stay mm. in bondage to, to the you know, it was like this morning on in, in our service, it was like, you know, with everything God has given us, there's still days when we wake up and say, you know what, I think I'm going to follow stupid. I think I'm going to let stupid lead me today. Instead of submitting to, uh, to the Lord, inquiring of the Lord, hearing what he's saying, and being led by his spirit, we'd rather be led by stupid. Mm. It's time off for that, Thomas. Amen. Mm-hmm. It's time to the, the days that God has given us. So how do we return? We gotta say, God, something is wrong. I something is wrong in the body of Christ. You called us to be overcomers. You called us to be pioneers. You called us and anointed us with power. But God, we're missing it. We, there's got to be something in us that take a stand and say, I refuse to continue to do the same old thing, expecting something different to happen. We've sat around and we've talked through it. We've hallelujahed through it. We've praised the Lord through it. We've competed about how much we know, how much you know, if I know more than you, if my gift is better than yours, if I can preach better. I mean, you know, those days are over with. Now it's time. God said, you can preach it, you can teach it, but can you do it? It's time Uh now. God is calling forth the doers of the word. As far as as us bringing, preparing the sheep to go out, Thomas, if we're not connected to the vine, then how can we send anybody where we are not going? Mm. Mm. Hmm. Well, Let's help the family a little bit. Now, the first key to understanding your lane and obtaining your anointing, we can go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through 11. And, and Paul says, reading out of the Passion Translation, so keep your thoughts continually fixed on that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Praising him always. Follow the example of all that he, all that we have imparted to you. And the God of peace will be with you in all things. Now, verse 10. 
My heart overflows with joy when I think how you showed your love to me by your financial support for my ministry. For even though you have so little, you still continue to help me at every opportunity. Now, I'm not telling you this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. Now, this particular verse is going to get us in trouble again because a lot of people use this for their advantage. Some ministers use this. They throw this into the health and wealth movement. Now, they take verse 10 and they run with it. Now, Paul compared his spiritual inventory before Christ, right? An impressive religious resume by most sandals. Of course, we know that. With, with that, in comparison to knowing Christ. Now, Paul said all that religion offers should be thrown away as if it is, as, as if it were unclean. He said that his one desire was to simply know Jesus and the power of his resurrection, suffering, Amen. and death. Yeah. Nothing yeah. compares to knowing our Lord. Jesus Amen. corrected busy Martha and drew attention to her sister Mary, who had chosen mm -hmm. what is better. That's in Luke mm -hmm. chapter 10, verse 42. Now, what was Mary doing? She was sitting at the Lord's feet. But Martha... The focus was on the effort, work, and tasks that were done in such a way that Jesus would be served. For Mary, the priority was spending time getting to know Jesus, not merely yeah. serving him. Our mm -hmm. ministry should flow out of our relationship, yeah. another key yeah. word, with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Moses' face was radiant after spending what? Time in the presence of God. Exodus Amen. chapter 34, verse 29. And mm -hmm. Peter and John were identified by the religious leaders as having been with Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. The highest priority for a pastor is to cultivate his relationship. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I thought the highest priority for a pastor or a leader was to get his degree. Uh-oh. I thought the highest priority for a pastor or a leader was to get their $2.5 million church. No. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. I, I, I thought, Pastor G and Brother Don, that the highest priority for the pastor or leader was to make sure that they promote the man or woman that's throwing down thousand dollar seeds. Wait, wait. Mm -mm. But, 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 wait. No. It says that the highest priority for a pastor is to cultivate his relationship with God. We Amen. are what messengers, right? Mm -hmm. Our mm -hmm. professionals. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. Wait. I like that. We I like are that. 
Professengers. We are professionals. Excuse me. We are not oh, messengers. No. Wait, wait, wait. I'm reading this wrong. We mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. Fortune 500 CEOs. Not, not in the kingdom. No. But 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 wait. We we got we got all these mandates and doctrines that's flipping the script, and this is what they're they're preaching. Not all, but some. Mm-hmm. They're preaching mm-hmm. this. So. Mm-hmm. We are messengers, right? And not professionals. So what does that mean? That means we must seek the king to receive from him before we dare to speak for him. Wait a minute. Amen. Amen. What are you talking about? You need to go to a seminary school before you even dare to speak for him. Wait, 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 wait. I thought Pastor Gene that you have to have a cover from the denomination in order for you to dare to speak for him. Uh-oh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But, but the word says that we are anointed and called by who? Jesus Christ, who mm-hmm. is our cover. Yeah. So if yeah. Jesus Christ is our cover, where did all this stuff come from and you wonder why people don't know their lane and they don't know their anointing because they are told slipmo squad on these scriptures they're not told what the scripture actually says we're putting our own two senses stuff and you wonder why people right now are struggling now surgeon said this this quote, and I got to read this because this was powerful. Now, Mm -hmm. it says, now, if you want to serve God as I trust you to do, I charge you first to be careful of your own soul. Amen. Do not begin with learning how to preach or how to teach or Mm -hmm. how to do this and that. Dear friend, get the strength within your own soul and then, even if you don't know how to use it scientifically, yet you will do much. Now, the first thing is get the heart warm. Stir Mm -hmm. up your manhood or womanhood. Brace up all your faculties. Get the Christ within you. See, this man ain't even saved, and he's saying this. Get the Christ within you, which is the first key. Then ask the everlasting God to come upon you. Get Mm -hmm. him to inspire you. And then if your methods should not be according to the methods of others, it will not matter. Wow. See, that quote inspired me, y'all, because people be dogging me all the time because they're, cause my method isn't like Bishop or my method isn't like Apostle or my method wasn't like the pastor at the church I was at. Man, and this guy is not saved, y'all. Keep in mind. But I'm going to continue reading. Neither will it be of consequences, having the power 
you will accomplish the results. But if you go about to perform, key word, pre-form the work Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. you have the strength from who? From Pastor Gene? Wait, wait. Pastor Don? Wait, wait, wait. From your seminary? No, it says from on high. You Mm -hmm. shall utterly fail. So, wait a minute. So, we were taught in some of our churches that we have to get all these things so we can look blessed and highly favored to folk. But it says here from a man that don't even know Jesus that had an experience to write this. Before you have the strength, wait, it says, Perform the work before you have the strength from on high. You shall utterly fail. Better things we hope for you. So, again, my question, Brother brother Don or Pastor Gene, uh, y'all can jump in whenever y'all want. Why is performance, uh, accolade, degree, Having that nice caddy or those red bottom shoes, those gaiters, those tailor-made suits. Okay, I can go on and on and on. Oh, that's all y'all do is talk about all that. But listen, this is where our priority is. Think about it, family. Our priority is more on stuff than it is with the things that God promised us. And all he's asking is a relationship but we still have a church as usual. Amen. We're still doing the same thing before Corona. And we're still doing the same thing in Corona. And we're going to still do the same thing after Corona. But yet you have the audacity to, to badmouth men and women of God that are not coming up like you. They are being gifted and anointed by the relationship and verified by the Holy Ghost of the Word of God to preach this gospel. But yet you hating. Uh-oh. Man, you know what? I'm turning my mic off. Brother D, I mean, Brother Don, Pastor D, y'all better take it before I go off. You have the floor. <laughs> Amen. You know, we may sound like we're bashing, but you know what? If you could hear our hearts, we're saying, God, it, there's got to be more to this than what we've been trained. There's got to be more to this than what we're doing. So if, if, if you could hear, hear our hearts, you would hear us saying, we need to seek the face of God for his best. Because we're not operating the way God God commissioned us to operate. We're, we're seeing the fruit of it. Amen? It's obvious. You know, it's not even obvious, just obvious to the church. It's obvious to the world that the church is not operating the way God ordained it to operate. Amen? And you know, Pastor Chris, the thing that I heard is that we're giving ourselves to men who didn't who didn't call us anyway 
If we read the word, what does the word say? It says that Christ himself placed the gift in the body according to his will. Amen? So man, man didn't put that gift in me or you or my brother. Man couldn't do it. So we, we, if we go back to that and understand, whether you affirm me or ordain me or not, God already has. So if, if, if this organization doesn't receive me, maybe it's because God didn't plan for them to receive me. Maybe the people that he wants me to minister to, I've not met yet. But we, we, we submit to this form of control, amen, that was comparable to the Pharisees, and we know what Christ called them. He said, your father is the devil, and he was not playing. He didn't stutter, amen. He said, you're full of dead men's bones. You're whitewashed tombs. Now, what does that all that mean? That means you know the word. You've studied the word. You've got the degrees on the wall verifying that you've accomplished all this, but you don't know me. You know, you understand me right here before you, but yet you don't even know me. You know, Pastor Chris and Pastor Don, could it be that we've been trying to preach and teach about a person that we've never met. Ooh. Could it be? Could it be? Wow. Because <laughs> I can answer the that. Word, you know, we we might we might we might have become acquainted with him, but do we yeah. have that progressive relationship? Because look, Jesus who came as an example, he he said in teaching us, I do nothing on my own. Anything I do is what I've heard or seen the Father do. What about us in the church, people? What about us in the fivefold ministry? Can we say the same thing? When is the last time we can say, I prayed and had an encounter with the Lord, and this is what the Lord told me was going on with Corona? This is what the Lord told me about the election. Amen? So what do we have to say if we've not inquired and how can we inquire if we have no relationship come on Mm. so how do we know how can we function effectively if we're not seeing our necessity Jesus would get filled up and then he would go and release what the father had given him how many when's the last time we got filled up And then we came and released what the Father had given us. So if we're not going to get filled up, talking about driving, you got to stop and fill up the vehicle, amen? Or you're going to run out of gas. I mean, when's the last time we went and got filled up? Are we just trying to open up? Are we trying to open up? But did we get filled up? Are we just trying to open up? Oh. Brother Don, the baton is yours. You have the floor. Wow, man, y'all, y'all been throwing down. Y'all can just drop the mic on that. 
Excuse me, it's so true, you know. And it takes me back to something I heard uh, my sister say, Pastor Jean, a few days ago, and, and it was a it was a legitimate question: Are you satisfied with Jesus? Is he satisfying to you? See, you know, men like affirmation, men and women like affirmation, and if you know, and and please don't get us wrong. This, like like Pastor Gene said, this isn't a church bashing session. You know, this is a clarion call. You know, to come on, people, wake up. Let's get up and be about our father's business, and not get caught up in the mainstream and the stuff that people think is church or churchdom, and try to operate from that perspective instead of operating from the perspective that the Word tells us to operate from. And it is relational. Everything is relational. You know, I just I was teaching the other day, uh, coming out of John 14, when Philip had said to Jesus, hey, show me the Father, and we'll be all right. And that would be enough. And Jesus turned to Philip and said, have I been with you so long that you don't know? I'm just paraphrasing. That you don't know who the Father is? And that speaks volumes to the fact that how long have we been in this faith, doing this thing, and really don't know Jesus? And what's available for us? And what's available for us out there? The authority that we are to walk in. You know, the authority doesn't come in an in a, in a MBA or a BA. The authority doesn't come in how many cars you got in the driveway. The authority comes with your relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing who he is and who you are in him. And I think that that's where what we've seen this year is the results of an identity crisis in the body of Christ in the church. When it was time for the church to step up, the church didn't know who it was. You know, just like we said yesterday, uh, it's like somebody turned the lights on and they scattered like roaches. Nowhere to be found. And that's sad. You know, that's sad when we got a generation of unsaved people coming up and asking where the church is. And the church is nowhere to be found. And until we understand that if we are not in Christ, we can't do anything. Leaders, it's so important that we get to know him at a deeper and more personal level. I know this year alone, has been a monumental year for me in knowing Christ and getting deeper in his word. Very monumental. And I think that that's, the, that's going to be the ticket moving forward that we do take that scripture. As you said, you read one yesterday, Psalmist. I'm trying to think of where it was from about the vine, being in the vine. If you're not part of the vine, then you die. I can't recall where where that was, but that just rings in my spirit right now too. I think that you know, it, have, I think that's John fifteen, brother. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. I think it was that we got to understand the true vine, you know, and it's not in what what nobody else says, but what Jesus says. He's our lifeline, and just as Pastor Gene said, you know, you can't operate anything without replenishing it at some time. It has to be replenished if it's meant to operate. And we need to spend more time with the Lord. We have to get down and dirty and just understand that 
Our relationship with him is the most important thing. He died for that. He died for that relationship. That we could come back and spend that time with him. Amen? Amen. 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 I wanted to start some more trouble here because we're so easily offended, right? And this is what the word says. This is not what I think or what Pastor Gene thinks or what Brother Don thinks. This is what the word says. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 18. Now, This is what it says. We get so easily offended when it comes to preaching the gospel that's going to help us because of today's society we live in. This is why. Well, this is what the word says. To preach the message of the cross seems like sheer nonsense to those who are on their way to destruction. But to us who are on our way to salvation... It is the mighty power of God released within us. So, why are we getting offended? And let me let me let me bring it let me bring it to the amplified. Let, let me make it a little bit more traditional here. For the message of the cross is foolish, absurd, and unlogical to those who are perishing and are spiritually dead so it's talking about the saved and unsaved right here but they reject it but to us who are being saved by god's grace it is the manifestation of the power of god so i'm reading i'm not going to even break that down even further this is why it's in the word the word tells us that we would get offended, Pastor Gene, because most of us aren't spiritually there. So, of course, we're going to be mad. Of course. Oh, you mean to tell me that I can't go to my school, Pastor Gene and Thomas and Brother Don? You mean to tell me I can't get my six figures in my job so I could be walking in destiny and purpose? Read the word. That's all I'm going to say. Here we go. So to stay in your lane, to know the Lord. Here's a passage of scripture. Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 3, and this is eternal life that they may know who you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Now, Peter ends his second epistle with these words. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. May we... May we make the priority to know our Lord like never before and grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. So, to know your Lord is quite simple. It's what we've been saying 
for months. It's relational. It's not religious. It's not churchdom. It's not mandated. It's not uh, doctrinized. It's not uh, uh, denominationalized. It's relational. Yeah, I made up all those words, but y'all see what I'm saying. Know your lane. Number two. Now, obviously, this is a reference to driving. We talked about that as far as the blind spot goes. Now, when we know our lane family, it means we understand who we are and what God has called us to do. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Is that is that is that contrary to what what we're what we're hearing today? Wait, wait. But you need to know what lane you need to be in. You can rest the context to stay in your lane. But when we know our lane, it means we understand who we are. So here we go again. We get mad, some of us, not all of us, y'all. We get mad when one of our sheep come to us and they tell us and verify that their call and their purpose has been ordained by God. We get offended because we didn't tell them. Uh Uh-oh. This happens a lot. We get offended because our sheep know their lane and they understand who they are in God and what God called them to do. Uh Uh-oh. We aren't striving to find and do ministry. We are serving the Lord exactly where he called us to be now as a man as a minister it is critical to know my calling as a woman as a minister it is critical to know your calling paul opens up his letter his first letter to timothy by introducing himself this is heavy y'all Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Wait a minute. Paul, an apostle of T.D. Jakes. Wait. Paul, an apostle of Pastor Duguid. Wait. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. By the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. First Timothy 1, 1. Paul explained to Timothy that he was called an apostle only by the command of God. Wait a minute, Pastor G, Brother Don, wait a minute. Hmm. Paul explained to Timothy that he was called an apostle only by the command of God. So wait a minute. So if Bishop so-and-so called me to be an apostle, then doesn't this omit what it says here on First Timothy 1 and 1? Because I was affirmed by the man or by the denomination. Uh-oh, we, we lost 10 people with that one right there. 
Paul explained to Timothy that he was called as an apostle only by the command of God. An apostle is simply one who is sent. Now, wait a minute. See, Pastor Gene, Brother Don, y'all got to make me understand something. Wait a minute. So it says that an apostle is simply one who is sent. But wait a minute. Why why does it say in, in, in our new Bible that an apostle is simply the one that builds churches? Wait, wait. Um, an apostle is the one that builds kingdoms. Wait, that's the that's the that's the uh, mandate that I'm reading. That's the doctrine that I'm reading. So why is the Bible contradicting what my bishop says? Uh oh. See, this is where the problem is. This is why we don't know our lane. Paul didn't ordain himself. He didn't send himself. He was sent Amen. by the command of God. This Amen. clear call traced back to the road to Damascus. Me and Brother Don talked about this yesterday. Acts mm-hmm. chapter 9, verses 1 through 9 would encourage Paul in the future. He should ever grow discouraged or distressed. Now, I'm going to stop right there because I got to let y'all have this one because, again, I'm a little fired up right now. So, in our relationships, I think that the ones that are called by God had that same experience. They had that domestic uh, the road to Damascus experience. I think we all had that. I think we all had that Job experience too. And it comes from that particular season of your life that encourages you to walk in your purpose and your destiny. Should we grow distressed or discouraged when God brought us out of a situation we know bishop, pastor, first lady, whoever it is, couldn't get us out of? We all been there. And when we know that God was the only one to do it, yeah, we're going to have a different swag about our ministry. Yeah, we're going to have a different boldness about it. Because if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be able to do nothing. See, we don't understand that. So this is why we get jacked up, y'all. So, so, Brother Don, Pastor G, y- 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 y'all got to take this. Because knowing your lane is so personal to me. Knowing your lane is so personal to someone that's listening right now. Because we've all been on the road to Damascus. We've all been blind. And it took God to make our eyes be open, not in the natural, but the spiritual. Wow. Pastor Gene, Brother Don, y'all better take it. I'm about to drop the mic. So, Pastor Gene, Brother Don, y'all need to take it. Y'all got it. You have the floor. I'm 
Uh-oh. Where y'all go? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there you go. Just, uh... <laughs> Man, that is, that is, uh, wow. You know, and when you said that, it reminded me of that scripture. I think it's in Matthew where Jesus said, you know, they be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, they both shall fall into the ditch. And I think you hit it right on the head. You know, I think what we see is a lot of leaders that are blind. And, you know, like we said the other day, that, you know, people are going to only, they're going to react and act to what comes across the pulpit, what their pastor's preaching, you know. And if he's blind, then guess what? He's preaching blindness. And the people can't see. And that's what we're saying here today, family, is we're trying to get the body of Christ to wake up, to open your eyes. You have that experience with with Christ that you, you can listen to it for yourself. Now, I'm not knocking seminary school or any of those other schools people go to. You know, praise God if that's what you want to do and that's what, you know, life is leading you. But I can say this. The Holy Spirit can teach you more than any professor in any school, anywhere, anytime. And I'm a true witness to that. You know, I just opened my Bible and I started reading and started absorbing and listening and, and, and seeing what the Holy Spirit was telling me pertaining to these scriptures. And that's, that's all it is. And I think we've overcomplicated a lot of this stuff when it comes down to different offices and qualifications and ramifications and all of this and all of that to the point where people are, are so confused that they just back up and stop. And that's not what it's about. You know, it's about building, continually building through the relationship we have with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know. And and so many times have I seen that operating, and, and it does get frustrating. It really does, because we know it's unnecessary, because that's what the Word of God says, you know. It's unnecessary. You know, it, it's back to, like, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and the stuff that they're laying down on the people, you know, that has no effect. And, you know, it's really something that um, here we are in 2020, almost 2021, and we're still seeing the effects of that type of ministry in the body of Christ. It's time out. It's time out. You know, Jesus is raising the bar, and he's, he's calling us up, and we've got to answer that call. We really do. You know, just like uh, Pastor Gene said, we got to stop following stupid. You know, we we much rather follow stupid around in circles than to get the true information we need to set us free from things. That's right. You know, and that's what's discouraging as a minister, as a pastor, that I see these, you know, the body of Christ hurting and suffering through all of this, you know, through some man-made doctrine down through the years. So, but, uh, hey, Thomas, I commend you. Awesome, awesome topic. Awesome, awesome dialogue, and I just thank God for being here today. Amen. Amen. Pastor Gene, your thoughts. Amen. Amen. This is my thought on it. 
that Uh-oh. even though people may have come and told me, you're called to do something for the Lord, it meant nothing until God spoke it to me. But I, I also saw a lot of people that needed that affirmation from man, and they ran before they were sent. Or they were given um, given a, a title by a man, and they tried to do what only could be performed by the Spirit. And so their faith, what happened? Their faith ended up being a train wreck a train wreck. So I you know, I, I share this and we share this because there might be people right now in that situation because their pastor said or because their bishop said they're trying to come forth in something and they in themselves, if they were checking their heart, would know that there is not one iota of anointing to do it. You know what? As a matter of fact, that is not even a desire to do it. But they are trying to fulfill a call that they bishop put on them to help the bishop look good, to build up the bishop's kingdom. And unless we tell you these things, you will continue to go that way. So what are we saying? You must develop that relationship beyond the relationship that you have with your denomination. You must make time to seek the Lord because God will not only confirm, but God will anoint you. And you know what? Once that thing begins to burn within you, you you will cross heaven and hell to do that because you know God said, not man said. But it does require relationship, people. Now... I'm gonna read this one more, this this one more passage here, and we're gonna break it down because uh, we have a caller on the line, and I don't want to be disrespectful. So, let me read this real quick. Now we're still in First Timothy, and understanding that the Damascus, the Damascus, uh, I keep messing it up. Road to Damascus. The, the Damascus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a tongue twister for me. Good night. So. It was something to keep Paul from being discouraged or distressed when he was in his ministry later on in the year. This makes sense because let's read this. Later, he said to he said this to his young prodigy in faith, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me. He said Christ Because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was was formerly a blasphemer, prosecutor, and an insolent man. But I obtained mercy because I didn't ignorantly in unbelief. Now... This is, again, we're talking about the rise of the end time warrior, right? We'll talk about that later on in the month. But this right here, again, it spoke to me. I don't know about you. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. Now, Paul was saying, although I was formerly a blasphemer, a prosecutor, we can go on and on and on, right? 
Now, if he can take Paul, well, he was Saul before he became Paul. If he can take a man that was blatantly disrespecting and taking out Christians without a single thought, what makes you think that a God that we serve can't give you your lane or your anointing? I'll wait. But see, like you said, Pastor Gene and Brother Don, we got so caught up on the man of present day that we're not listening to God. God is throwing out calls left and right, but because we don't have a relationship with him, we ain't hearing it. That's why we have to listen to the man. No disrespect, but this is my point. We're so busy listening to what the man is saying or woman is saying instead of what God says. Now, God works in confirmation. He works in threes. I say this all the time. And every time you get a word from God, he confirms it from people you don't know, somebody that just you just hooked up with, and they just speaking the thing that God already affirmed in your heart. I'm not even going with the pastors right now. This is how God works. He is able to use people even in the world that aren't even saved. They could give you your lane and your anointing, and they're not even Christ. They're not even walking in Christ. I mean, I happen to me. I don't know about y'all, Pastor Gene or Brother John, but I've had some unsaved encounters that verified my purpose and destiny. And, and the sad thing is, that's, that's sad. Because if we were all caught up in our relationship with God... Then we will stop hating. Well, I, I, I'm hating on uh, Pastor Jean because she has an anointing with deliverance, and I don't got it. So now I gotta, I gotta put her in the back of the church because she ain't making me look good. See, this is the stuff. Or she didn't run with what my rhema word said, and my rhema word said that her anointing was in the prophetic, not in deliverance. But yet, Pastor Jean listened to the call of God. So as men or women, we get offended because we because the people didn't take the word we say. But are you truly listening to God? We made, we made a re- reference about Abraham. He was about to kill his only son, the promised son from God. He was about to slam. But if he didn't have a relationship with God, it's no telling what would happen or what have have happened if he didn't listen to the voice of God. That's my point. We have to start listening to the voice of God. Now, am I saying all men and women of God are not hearing God? That's not what I'm saying. But men and women of God, if they are truly in relationship with God, should verify the call God already told you. Uh-oh. I don't think they like that one. So I, I'm going to put my stamp right there. I'm going to leave it at that. So we have a call on the line. I want to be respectful. Respectful, excuse me. So caller, I'm only going to read your last four digits, 2693. 
2693. Welcome to the Summer's Voice, Reloaded with Pastor G, Brother Don, and the Summer's Voice. God bless you. Twenty six ninety three. Are you there? Going once, going twice. I'm gonna put you back on mute. Thank you so much for listening. Well, that was my icing on the cake. That was my final thought. So we gonna take it to Brother Don and put some icing on the cake. So no know, know your lane. Just like in First Timothy. Paul knew his lane, and he knew who called him. Of course, he's going to have some people say, oh, you weren't verified by the scholars. You weren't verified by the Sadducees and Pharisees. So how can you walk around here proclaiming yourself as an apostle? But Paul walked into the authority that he knew he had in God. And that's the type of confidence that you will get when God calls you. But people around you might think you're arrogant, but it's not arrogance. You know who you are. And that's the sad thing, Pastor G, Brother Don. When, when our flock knows who they are, some of us get offended. Wow. God, you, God, please, put, give me some cold water. It's hot up in here. That was my last thought. I'm done. Pastor G, your final thoughts. Oh, Brother Don, your final thought. Amen, amen. You know, man, you hit on so many good points, but I do want to add this, you know, and I think this is important because you and I had spoke about this a little bit Are yesterday. Are you there? There. And, um, Hello. The, Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Hello. We can hear you. Yes, we're here. Oh, that's the gene dropped off. Okay. Oh, okay. But 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 to continue where I was, you know, the you know, the gifts of the spirit we're given some to be pastors, the prophets, evangelists, teachers, you know. But we got to understand, folks. Those are the men and women that we look to for accountability. We hold each other accountable. But by no means are they the finished product or the end or the result. You know, I mean, I had a, a couple pastors in my life that were awesome men of God. But at the end of the day, you know, they weren't the authority in which I had to submit to. I had to submit to Christ. Now, we're not trying to tell you to be rebellious, but, you know, you have to know who you are in Christ. You can't let no one else define who you are in Christ. You have to know who you are in Christ. And then that the, the brothers and sisters in Christ will help hold you accountable. That's supposed to, that's how it works. That's the formula. That's supposed to be the way it's supposed to work. You can't walk around here not knowing who you are and then get mad when someone tries to hold you accountable or pull you up. You know, that's crazy. You have to get in that relationship for yourself. Now, it's just like me. I can't I can't live my life off Pastor Chris's faith. I can't. I have to go out there and I have to seek the love for myself 
to strengthen and develop my faith. You know, I'm encouraged by his testimony, but I can't live off his testimony. I have to live off of mine. And that's, in essence, what we're saying is, until you decide to get up off the couch and get busy and get in a relationship and get a deeper relationship knowing who you are in Christ, none of this stuff that we're talking about is going to make sense. It's going to go right over your head. That's why it's important that you continue to establish that relationship in Christ. Amen? Amen. That's Gene. Your final thought. Amen. Can you hear me? Can you yes, hear ma'am. me? Okay. Yes, ma'am. This is, this is how I would sum it up. To know the Lord is to know your lane. To stay in the Lord is to stay in your lane because it originated from the Lord. Our priority is to know the Lord. And out of that, everything else will flow. Amen? Because man will let you down. Man will let you down. And when man lets you down, you have to go to the Lord anyway. So let's know the Lord. Amen. Well, let, let me add a little extra slice to this cake here. Now, the awesome thing about Paul's ministry, and this is the awesome thing when you know that you've been called for sure, that you could trace, he could trace back his ministry, his calling, back to the Lord. He could trace it all the way back to that minute, to that moment. And I could do the same thing because I tell this to Brother Don all the time. If it wasn't for that accident, I would not be where I am right now. I could trace it all the way back to laying there in that bed in so much pain and agony, wondering where everybody at, but Jesus was right there to verify everything that was already in me that I've been running from for 10 years. Just saying. But let's, let me continue to read. He didn't enter the ministry under obligation or out of greed. He entered the ministry out of obedience. This is how all of us are to enter the ministry. Uh-oh. See, I'm about to start something else. We, 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 well, we got a few more minutes. Well, let me go ahead and just say it. Now, Brother Now, Pastor wait a minute. It says here that Paul humbly, he didn't enter the ministry under obligation of our leader. Some, not all. He didn't enter the ministry out of greed, $1,000 seed offerings and naming and claiming and wealth and wealth and all that. He didn't enter the ministry out of obedience to the leader. He entered the ministry because the Lord, God, Jesus Christ, called him from the very beginning when he was at his broke part and most humble part of his life. He knew from that point 
that Jesus has called him to ministry. Now, other people have different experiences, but you will always know when Jesus verified and validated who you were in his kingdom. Again, Paul didn't enter the ministry under obligation or out of greed. He entered the ministry out of obedience. This is how we all need to enter ministry. In his final letter to Timothy, Paul's lane was clearly defined. To which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know who I have believed, and I am persuaded, uh-oh, that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. So, Paul knew his lane. He was a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. He had all the spiritual path of someone well-equipped to minister to the Jews. But the Lord had opened specific doors for him to turn his attention to the Gentiles. Acts chapter 18, verse 6. So, the question lies, do you know your lane? So, some people struggle with lane, with their lane. They want to be in someone else's lane. Brother Don just talked about that. They want someone else ministry. Yeah, I, I, I want Pastor G's ministry. I want Brother Don's ministry. They want, I want their influence too. And their church. Or their life. And Brother Don verified verified that too. We want to be in everybody else's lane, but God already gave you your ordained lane, your ministry, your influence, and the type of ministry that you'll be doing. Paul certainly could have argued with God about his calling, but Lord, I would prefer to reach my fellow Jews like Peter. Instead, Paul understood that he was appointed on purpose for a specific purpose he rested in that how many of us can say that Uh oh the Lord was glorified and the church was advanced let me read that again brother Donna Pastor Jean when he rested in the fact that he knew his lane the Lord was glorified and the church was advanced. Now, we all know how Paul advanced the, the New Age church. He wrote the letters, right? He wrote us how to run churches. He, he wrote how we're supposed to talk to each other, love each other. But 
my question is, are we following the letters or we're only taking some of them for our own gain? The problem is, the letters Paul wrote tell us how to run church, y'all. It tells us how to speak to our speak to each other, how to respect each other, how to respect. I can't disrespect Pastor Jean's ministry or her anointing. I can't disrespect Brother Don's ministry or his anointing. But as a family, we know our lane, but when we come together, we know that the bottom line is we're supposed to be glorifying God regardless and getting people saved. And set free and understanding that it takes a relationship with God, not a religion, not a thing to do, not something we learned 10 years ago, not something that was refurbished and rebaked and repackaged, a relationship with God. And I'm done. So, Brother Don, Pastor Gene, do y'all have any final words? Before we get out of here today, yeah, just real quick, I wanna I wanna touch on the fact you know we've been talking about the Apostle Paul. See, the Apostle Paul is a perfect example. The Apostle Paul represents everything from being church that didn't have a relationship with Christ. Apostle Paul was called the Pharisee of a Pharisee. That means he knew the word. He was churched up, churched out, and churched in. But what was missing was his encounter, his relationship with Jesus Christ. See, he wasn't a disciple. He didn't walk with Jesus. He didn't. He wasn't there when Jesus was um, turning water into wine and all the other miracles. He encountered Jesus on a personal level on that road to Damascus. And all of that word, all that that Paul had in him, once it connected with the relationship, he was a man on fire. And that's us today. That's you today, whoever's listening. You know, just cry out and ask for that encounter with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he can come to you and he, you can be like the Apostle Paul and be set on fire. Amen? Amen. Pastor Gene, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh-oh. Loser. Oh, she's still there. You know, Thomas, you know. Oh, there you go. I'm sorry. I was muted. You know, Thomas, we poured our hearts out today. We've tried to let the people know from our experience what it took, you know, and what you must do. And I, I just pray that something that was said today benefited someone that's at that crossroads, at that place of even understanding what it means, you, you know, to stay in your lane, to find your lane, uh, to, to understand, you know, that I can't gift myself and put myself in the, in the body of Christ. It's Christ that calls me. It's Christ that commissions me. And, you know, the thing that I found is, though people saw the gift and the calling in me long before I ever knew it was there, because I had to come to the Lord and allow him to deal with uh, all of the junk that, that the world had imposed upon me, rejections and fears and pride and all of that junk that the enemy had put there to try to cover up that gift so I would never know who, who I was called to be in Christ. 
So I, I, I just I just implore the people of God, if you're in that place today, settle in. Settle in and say, Lord, here am I. Father God, whatever you need to do, Lord God, to forge the character of Christ in me. Because without the character of Christ, we can't be effective. It doesn't matter how gifted we are. God has to anoint the gift. People think that I'm gifted, so I'm going to do it. No, God has to anoint the gift. Go in the Old Testament. Look at David. Look at how David was a shepherd boy. God put him in the pasture with sheep. Amen. He learned how to shepherd sheep. Sheep. He learned how to love those sheep. He learned how to fight for those sheep. He learned how to heal those sheep. He learned, I mean, I'm sure he preached many a day to nothing but the sheep. <laughs> but that was preparation for him. Even when, when the prophet came and anointed him to be king, nothing happened. He still was tending sheep. Because God was using what was familiar to him to prepare him for his calling. God knows what we have need of, people of God. Don't run before you, you're sent. Please do not run before you're sent. And if you found yourself doing that, that's okay too. Because God's grace is there to deliver you and put you back on course. Amen. Amen. Well, with that, family, we are done. So don't miss next week. We're going to try to close off this series, What's My Lane, Your Anointing Is For You. Family, always remember, you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the psalmist's voice, Brother, Brother Don, Pastor Gene, in your hood, in your shopping mall, at the, at the store, just buying some groceries, talk to us. We love you and walk with us. Let's go. We're going out with healing power with Oxley Wawango. She's an African new artist. Enjoy the song. We're out. We love you. See you next week.
CPV Radio, Central Texas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.